I think we should learn to accept that we are all in different seasons of life and in different stages of our training. And it's okay to run a half marathon for fun with your girlfriends or to walk that 5K with your daughter. Who cares about that time that everyone can look up in the race results? Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to Free Thinking Friday, a quick episode where I share some of the things I've been pondering throughout the week. Two weeks ago, I ran the half marathon in Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon, and my oldest daughter goes to school in Oklahoma City, and it was her last spring in Oklahoma, so I decided I wanted to do this race one more time while she was there, but my training hasn't been great. And since I don't really have any big race goals right now, I wasn't super committed to toughing it out in the extra cold and snowy, icy Kansas winter this year. So we skipped a lot of my training runs, and I'm totally okay with that. I know, you're all gasping right now, right? What is this? I'm a coach, and I'm skipping runs. But like I said, I didn't have any big training goals, and I wanted to do this race just for fun, so I just wasn't putting any pressure on myself. And I think it's important for each of us to remember that we each have different seasons in life and it's not practical and probably not healthy to be all in and super competitive all the time. And I'm in a season right now where I have a lot of things I'm interested in and I have some busy kids right now and it's just not worth it to me to miss those things because I feel like I need to stick with the training schedule. So I just want you to kind of Go into this episode here with that in the back of your mind. We all are in different seasons of life and we all have different priorities at different times. And that is just real life. We need to be honest with ourselves about our goals and what our priorities are. And if racing for time for a time goal is not high on your priority list right now, no one is kicking you out of the runner club. You are still a runner Whether or not you race, and no matter your speed, you're still a runner. And even if you choose to switch gears and mix things up for a while and totally skip racing for a while, you can still be part of the runner club. No one's kicking you out. So I was totally fine with going to do this race, taking my time, enjoying the scenery, and just having fun being outside, soaking up this great environment on race day with zero time pressure. And I have to tell you that Oklahoma City does an incredible job with this race. The expo has a ton of vendors, and it's not just full of other races promoting themselves. You know what I'm talking about? You go to an expo, and it's pretty much all just other races there, which is really cool because it's a great way to learn about races that might not have been on your radar. But sometimes I just really want to see new products, and find some awesome stuff to buy. And I actually did find some really cool Oklahoma run OKC shirts. So this expo did not disappoint. And I think I heard that there were 25,000 people running between the 5k half full and the relay. So that's a really nice sized race. The crowd support in Oklahoma City is phenomenal. And it reminds me a lot of what the marathon route in Lincoln, Nebraska is like, which is also another one of my favorite races. 
just so many people out cheering and supporting the runners, which makes it such a fun day, especially when the weather is beautiful like it was that weekend. Anyway, so there's a hill that they named Mimosa Beach, and they had huge yard signs, like you know those ones that are like the full-size letters that people put in their yards for birthdays? They had these great big yard signs saying Mimosa Beach, and people outside cheering, and yes, someone was actually serving mimosas. So I was doing this walk-run thing, having a good old time, and I walked up the majority of each hill, and so I grabbed a mimosa and chugged it on my way up. And it was just kind of fun thinking, yeah, I'm just doing this for fun, so I'm going to have this mimosa today. And after that, there was a hill that they called Gorilla Hill, and it had yellow balloons and people, somebody in a gorilla suit, and they were handing out bananas on that hill. And then right after that hill, there was a section with banners that had the names and pictures of the people that were killed in the Oklahoma City bombing. And after going through these two really rowdy hills, it was so noticeable how quiet everybody got. It was just like silence as people just kind of took in the signs and took notice of each name and photo. So it was a really nice race, both for just the atmosphere and also the way that they remembered the people, because this is the Memorial Marathon. But like I said, I had planned to do a walk-run for this race because I have found that as long as I don't have a time goal, and I've trained for a race, at least mostly, I can complete a half marathon with a walk-run strategy. So if, as long as I'm not trying to race it, I can get through a half marathon if I've been doing a decent amount of training. And so for this race, my plan was to run three minutes and then walk 20 seconds. But I got into this rhythm instead where it was it had quite a few moderate hills. And so I started walking up a good number of the hills, and then I walked through the aid stations, and then I ran the rest of the time. And it didn't time out exactly to the three minutes and 20 second intervals, but it was pretty close. Anyway, I felt really good when I was done, and I didn't really have any body parts that hurt during or immediately after, and it was just a great race. I got through it. I had fun. I was still smiling and really wasn't in a ton of pain the following week, and that's the way I think if you're going to go do a race just for fun, that's how you should feel when you get done, and so here's the point of this episode. After running a half marathon or a full marathon, You need to rest. We're kind of in this season now where you could race every single weekend if you wanted. There's so many fun things. But after running a marathon or half, or even if you're racing all out of 5K or 10K, you need to rest. You have muscle damage, even if you can't feel it, and your body needs time to repair. And a good rule of thumb is one day off for every mile you ran. I know that's sounding extreme, right? But remember, you put your body through a lot while you were racing and it needs time to recover. So if you ran a half marathon, you would need nearly two weeks off. And I think you're fine to do some walking and restorative yoga. And if if you feel up to it, maybe even some easy jogging in that time frame. But easy jogging means you are not out of breath in any way. It should be fun, it should not hurt, and there should be no mental stress. 
Our bodies need periods where we have physical and mental rest. And I know as a runner, that is hard news to take, right? We like to always be moving and active and pushing our bodies. But we need that downtime so our bodies can recover from the stress of training and racing. We also need periods throughout the year where we step away from running altogether and we try other activities. If you are training hard all year, you are likely to get burned out because sticking with a plan is hard and it takes dedication and you're often missing out on other important parts of your life because you're so zeroed in on the training and you just you just are if you're if you're working that hard you're missing out on other aspects of life and it's important to reconnect with the people around you and get caught up on that sleep those things are all important So the break is a good thing for you mentally, but the breaks also help protect you from overtraining and injuries. It is so tempting to think that more is better and that more mileage is better and that the harder we push ourselves, the better we will run. But rest is a critical piece of the equation. And the reason I'm I'm bringing all this up is because we are in the thick of race season now. And depending on where you live, there is practically a half marathon every weekend. And as it gets warmer and we see shorter distances for the hot summer months, I know at least in Kansas City, I could choose from a handful of 5Ks every single weekend. And it's tempting. There's lots of great races. I really could. I could run Saturday. I could race Saturday and Sunday every weekend for throughout the whole spring and summer if I wanted. I know that I could find a race. I'm not saying don't do all these fun races. But I am saying don't race them. Just do some of them for the joy of running and learn how to use your off switch. I know as runners, we are a special type of personality. We like to put our whole heart into everything that we do. And we think that means pushing ourselves hard every day. But it isn't true. To do your best, you need to be strategic about how often you push yourself to your limits. It's just a fact, guys. And I know that's hard now that every race is chip-timed and your race times live on the internet and everyone can look up your time and gossip about it. Yeah, I know that really happens, right? We all know. But this is just like when you're out training. When I come across you on the road and we give our runner nod or a little wave as we pass each other, I don't know if you've been out running for five minutes or five miles. And you don't know if I just got off the bike and I at the end of a bike run brick. I don't know if you're in an endurance building phase or a taper phase of your training. And all of those things affect how we run on a certain day. So rather than gossiping about how someone ran in a race on a particular day, because I mean, gosh, seriously, guys, I know this happens because people will talk to me about, yeah, I looked up her race time. Did you see blah, blah, blah. Anyway, rather than doing that, I think we should learn to accept that we are all in different seasons of life and in different stages of our training. And it's okay to run a half marathon for fun with your girlfriends or to walk that 5K with your daughter. Who cares about that time that everyone can look up in the race results? Who cares? Go run the race for fun. Go have a good time. Who cares if you're not winning your age group or not the fastest person or if your coworker is going to look up your coworker who's probably sitting on the couch, who's going to go look up 
what your race time was, if they even care enough. Nobody cares. They're just being petty if they're talking about you. And, and I know that you're out there, the people who think that you have to push your pace at every race because you're worried about the other people will say. And, and I know that there's people out there who are afraid to post a slow run to Strava where you fear all of your critics having a heyday at your expense. This really happens, I know. And I want you to know that it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You need to do what is right for you in this phase of your training, in this phase of your life, and shut all those other voices out. So here's where I'm going with this. I want you to be smart about how you race and train. I talked about this with Nick Simmons a few weeks ago, and you're going to hear a little bit more about this in my conversation in two weeks with Dina Castor. It's important to think about racing in terms of periodization. Map out on your calendar one or two races a year that you want to be your priority races, your key races, and then train to peak for these races. Train to be at your absolute best for those two dates on your calendar. And then everything else, you work around being in your best shape twice a year. It is impossible to be at your best, your absolute best, all year long. Your body just doesn't work that way. So pick two races as your key races and plan to be your best for those races. And really in the long run, this is going to help you improve your times because you can't truly be your best all year long. Your body just can't do it. I know it's tempting to want to do all the other races that pop up. So after you pick your two priority races, then pick a few of those other sparkly races that caught your attention. But instead of planning to race them, running at your top speed and pushing your body its hardest, figure out how those races fit into your overall annual plan. Can you run those races at a slower pace or choose a race that fits your training cycle? Maybe you're at a place where you need to test your speed. So you race a 5K or a 10K and really push yourself so that you can get a good gauge of just where your fitness is. Or maybe you have a 16-mile run coming up on your training plan. So you pick a half marathon that fits in there, and you run the half marathon, the 13.1. And then before or after, you add three miles on. So that you are participating in the race you want to participate in, but you're also getting in that training run. And then you're going to run that race however it is that that mileage was written on your training plan. Or maybe you're just afraid of missing out on all the fun, so you still do the half marathon, but you do it at a much slower pace and you run with a friend who is new to running and you run just to encourage them. So you're running slower, but you're helping somebody else maybe finish their first race. I probably sound like a really boring coach about now, and I can hear all of you saying that um, I'm ruining all the fun. I get it. You love running. But what it comes down to is keeping your body healthy and timing your races so you can perform your absolute best at least twice a year. And if you're pushing yourself hard all year long, you'll never see what your body is truly capable of. Your body needs that rest to be able to get to its maximum potential. And if you're pushing yourself hard 
all year long, you'll also probably need to take some extended periods of time because you're beating your body into the ground and then you're getting injured. So if you're pushing yourself that hard, you're probably having forced breaks, which are worse than breaks that you choose. So that's where I am with this. I wanted to tell you a little story about my Oklahoma City Marathon and how much fun I thought it was, but I wanted to share some thoughts that would help you get out of that temptation to race hard every weekend and do what I call over racing and over training. If you want to do all those other really super fun runs that everybody else is doing and you have fear of missing out, find a way to work it into your plan in a smart way. Do a walk run. Do a slower pace. Don't race hard every weekend. But I do want you to have a fun spring and summer. I want you to get out there and enjoy running with your friends. Find ways to make it fun and find ways to take that pressure off yourself. Everybody have a great weekend. And the next three weeks, I have great Tuesday episodes lined up for you. I have Dina Castor and Katherine Schweitzer both lined up. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss those episodes. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.